to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall, and today we'll be speaking with the CFO from the Architect of the Capitol, Tom Carroll, about their Enterprise Risk Management Program. Tom, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Very good. Thanks for uh, joining us on our initial podcast. We're looking forward to this. My pleasure. Great. Well, today we're going to talk about the Architect of the Capitals uh, Enterprise Risk Management Program and kind of want to walk through the history a little bit, you know, how it started, um, but then also talk about some things following up from the national leadership training we had a couple weeks ago. Uh, there were some questions there that we didn't quite get to, so we want to go ahead and grill you now. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So let's start off. I want to know a little bit more about uh, when the Architect of the Capital was originally considering establishing an ERM program, how, how did you all evaluate the costs versus the benefits of this? Well, I, I think it's important um, to, to point out that, um, at least for our agency, and I'm sure many, many other federal agencies as well as uh, really any organization, um, considers and talks about risk all the time. And I think for our agency, what we found was that we were, um, we were talking about it uh, in various forums, meetings, et cetera, and that, um, and that, um, that dis- those discussions were taking place, but there was no formality around it. Um, there was no um, recording of it or, or, or real uh, effort to, to keep track of, hey, we, we talked about that kind of, uh, kind of concept. Um, so the first thing, uh, you know, that we noticed was that our, our conversations all centered around uh, this concept of no blow-ups. Um, we are a ledge branch agency. Um, we are unique in the fact that we uh, serve um, Congress and the Supreme Court. And interestingly enough, um, our clients are also our oversight. And so that makes for a very, very unique um, relationship, uh, a dynamic one. Um, and, and so this concept of no blowups um, was discussed and becoming more prevalently discussed uh, as, as time has gone by. Um, and the idea there being is, is again, we, we represent Congress in, in a small, very small way, uh, and we don't want uh, to, to distract from their work. So with those conversations uh, really centered around seven risk categories that we saw mm-hmm. uh, emerging, um, strategic risk, financial risk, operational risk, uh, cybersecurity, which of course is a big discussion these days, right. compliance and safety, and for us, a big reputational and, uh, and political risk, mm-hmm. um, again, being so close to, uh, to oversight. And those, uh, those categories were constantly popping up in, in most of our discussions. So as far as uh, deciding to implement a formalized program, mm-hmm. really it was just a matter of taking these conversations that were occurring and convincing folks that there was some value in, um, in formalizing it uh, you know, jotting it down even, uh, analyzing that risk and going through the risk um, process to score it and um, decide what to do with it. And as we all know, uh, risk doesn't have to be mitigated to zero. Sometimes risk just has to be monitored. Um, and so what we did was once we started to realize that we are talking about it, uh, but we wanted to formalize it, then it was a matter of uh, where do we go from here? And um, mainly a core team of CFO um, employees, employees in my organization, attended a a training uh, program locally here uh, in the D.C. area on enterprise risk management. Mm -hmm. 
And it confirmed a lot of what we were thinking. And it confirmed a lot of uh, what, where we wanted to go. And then um, we actually conducted an orientation set, uh, sessions with our uh, senior leaders to orient them as to what enterprise risk management was. Right. The neat thing about that orientation um, program was is that we were able to break it down into digestible language. Enterprise risk management can be a scary concept. The right. words themselves can, can dissuade you from wanting to do anything with it. But really by, by just explaining and allowing folks to understand that we enter into risk decision, risk-based decision making all the time, even in our personal lives, um, and then and then taking the leap as to what was corporate or enterprise, as mm -hmm. the title suggests, was a, was a pretty quick uh, uh, leap. Um, and so that that's kind of where we got into our journey. Um, interestingly enough, at the same time, our inspector general um, had undergone a review of their processes and programs, and it was mm -hmm. determined that they needed to do risk-based auditing, which required a risk assessment, assessment. Of, the, uh, of their own. And, uh, and so this was, our, our efforts were all going ongoing to try to uh, bring folks up to speed um, when the IG entered into theirs. And so we took the a very unique approach of asking and g gaining permission from our IG mm -hmm. to have our risk management team join in on those conversations which I think did a couple of things. One, uh, I think it really helped uh, get some of the, the information out onto the table, but it also helped uh, eliminate um, what oftentimes is the fear factor of openly discussing risk. Right, let me jump in there, because at the conference you mentioned uh, that you work, you know, working with the OIG, uh, and even at some point you might consider sharing your risks with them directly. So, you know, a lot of agencies are kind of scared to do that. I mean, what's your approach on that? And where? Yeah, well, it, it's kind of interesting with uh, scared to do that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the IG, as I think I said at the conference, um, you know, the IG is an organization that really is there to help. Um, what do they say? The two biggest lies in, in <laughs> government. The IG comes in and says, we're here to help. And we said, we're glad to see you. <laughs> um, but I, 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 although that's funny to think about. Um, I firmly believe that the IG can be your ally uh, in helping to not only just identify uh, blind spots that you might have, but offer um, an independent and, and sometimes um, out-of-the-box recommendations that, that maybe you and your team haven't, haven't come across. So as far as inviting the IG into our processes, well, mm -hmm. I got to be honest, for the architect of the Capitol, that has yet to be determined. Right. Uh, where we're going to go for that, uh, and I certainly don't want to speak for um, my agency quite yet on that, or certainly uh, the architect himself. But I will say that uh, if done right, um, and we're identifying things that are of risk to us, uh, it, it, the next logical step is to share that with the IG. Mm -hmm. Certainly, they'll have to make their own independent assessment. Uh, but by sharing that with the IG, uh, again, we help them direct their audits in areas that can be helpful to us as opposed to annoying to us. No one wants to be audited. I think I said this at the conference. Uh, no one wants to be audited on uh, paperclip accountability right. um, when we could get some audits that are you know, more focused on mission and, and the areas where we're, we're struggling ourselves. Right. That makes sense. 
Well, and now speaking to overall where you all are in the process, you know, the, the maturity level, so to speak, uh, of the agency ERM program, where would you say you fall right now? I, I would say uh, right off the bat, we're, we're in the infancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I once saw a chart uh, that showed um, uh, infancy all the way up to highly mature uh, organizations. And, and we are clearly in infancy. Um, but I, we have, in the last year, come a long, long way. And I attribute that not only uh, to the outstanding work of uh, my uh, risk manager, my risk officer, and internal controls manager, but I I also attribute that to the fact that the agency was probably poised and ready, again, having already had those risk conversations, just not in a formalized way. So in that year, we've managed to orient our leadership. Those risk discussions are occurring more and more frequently. Um, when we engage in an effort, um, usually someone, and it's not always me, uh, in that senior leadership team is, is saying, well, what are the risks here? Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing to start hearing. We, we have some more work to do. We've got to formalize it. We've, we've got to, um, I think we've got to um, um, assess our, our collected risks, the ones that we, um, we know about. We need to continue to work on uh, what I call the fear factor of executives wanting to expose themselves um, by identifying risks. And, and we have to, um, I think we have to have more formalized risk um, conferences. However, uh, it's great to see that we're starting to incorporate risk into um, the, the daily discussions at this point. Right, and kind of following on that, I'm interested to see, are you all integrating your risk discussions with performance discussions, strategic discussions? Yeah, I, I, we're starting to see that. Uh, again, um, more and more, um, you know, just the other, other day we were um, in, a, in an executive leadership uh, session, um, as we do most, most Mondays, and um, a, a particular subject came up with regards to, um, you know, the upcoming uh, FY18 omnibus. And... Uh, mm-hmm. And sure enough, in that discussion and um, coming up on the end of the um, CR, um, someone, someone said, literally blurted out in the room, someone said, why don't we, uh, why don't we write down wh- where, where the risk factors are here? And I, it was just a music to my heart right. when, I, when <laughs> I heard it. And another thing, I've talked to some other agencies, and a lot of folks think, oh, we just have to have this program up and running, you know, fully developed, you know, and I think it'd be good for folks to hear, you know, what has worked for you guys and what do you think hasn't worked so well and you had to go back and change the, the approach? Well, I, I, I think um, I'd like to stress um, to folks that um, if you think of this as a program, um, you know, A123 lists it, um, it's there. Um, we like to take programmatic approaches to things. So let's start up an enterprise risk management program. Right. And I think if you think of it strictly as a program, I think it has a high, it has the potential of a high rate of failure. Um, change programs, new programs tend to take a lot more energy to, to push forward. Um, I, I like to think, it mo- think of it more as an integrated discussion area. With some background formalization. Now, maybe it's just my unique way of looking at it, or maybe it's the unique way in which the architect of the capital operates. But as I have said already, these discussions were already taking place. And so to come in and try to lay down 
policy and procedures and tools and and then start waving my finger about how, hey, you got to start doing this. I think that would have been met with great resistance. And I think um, there, w there would be uh, resistance pretty much anywhere to that kind of approach. So I think we need to stop thinking of this as a program and start thinking of it as the normal way we manage and operate. And the best way to kind of drive that home is to bring it home. Um, every day we wake up in the morning and we begin the, our, our individual lives, our individual days, making risk dis decisions all the time. Do I drive to work? Do I take the metro to work? Um, am I late for a meeting? And what do I do for that? What happens if I miss the meeting? Um, we, we make these decisions all the time and so by relating it at the corporate level, mm -hmm. um, I, I think folks get that aha moment as AGA likes to put the aha board up uh, <laughs> at the conferences. We get that aha moment where you realize this is really a lifestyle, a culture, a discussion, not a program. And I, I think that's the, the key to success, or at least it has been so far for us. You ask the question, you know, what could we have done uh, better. Well, I, I, I would have preferred the IG to not have had their risk assessment so quickly to, uh, to our beginning this, this, uh, this journey ourselves, but that wasn't up to me, and um, that wasn't, um, you know, in, in many respects, that was one of our risks to, to, to getting the, the, the effort started. Um, but really, I think we're doing it the right way. Um, the, the word of caution is take it take it slow and methodical. Um, it doesn't need to be at a snail's pace. Let it go as fast as it can go. Um, but if, if you push it as a program, I, I firmly believe you're going to fail. That's good. That's a good approach. I mean, it's something, again, a lot of folks might take this as a directive, you know, an OMB directive in theory. I know you guys are a legislative branch, so you don't necessarily, you know, follow all those uh, mandates necessarily. But I guess that's the one thing. How do you keep this from becoming just an administrative exercise, you know, that senior leadership doesn't really take seriously or have interest in? And it sounds like you guys are doing that. Uh, again, by not by not highlighting the administrative portion of mm -hmm. it. Uh, again, um, if it's if the risk and, and risk discussion is part of the operation, is part of the management discussion at all levels, um, it really is not a um, huge leap to just write it down and then occasionally say, uh, bring it up and, 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 you know, ask ourselves, have we done anything with this risk? Or do we need to do anything with this risk? In some cases, we don't. We just need to be aware that it is a risk. Right. You know, and I think, um, I think as far as um, alleviating the fear, um, you know, we've, we've talked about that uh, to some length. You know, a lot of executives have a fear factor that if they identify a potential risk out there that they, they, they may be um, uh, uh, accused or finger pointed that if you're aware of it, why aren't you doing something about it? Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and the key is um, to, to, to not have a culture that the minute someone says, well, I think I've got a risk in this area to, to then push back and say, well, fix it. Well, not everything needs to be fixed right away, mm. and not everything needs to be mitigated to zero. 
Um, and by changing that discussion and changing that culture, um, I think you, um, you also advance the program. Right. No, that makes sense. It needs to be a tool you use for normal, you know, operations and management, not just a exercise. Exactly. It, it, if you turn it into a paperwork exercise, um, and I, I'm not a big paperwork guy, uh, my staff will tell you, but you know, some things need to be written down and some things need to have formalized policy. And we're certainly going to do that at the architect of the Capitol because we want to save this for posterity. We want to make sure that when the current folks that understand it and are pushing it along um, depart for uh, for bigger and better things that there's a legacy there but we're not focusing on the policy we're not we're not talking about an ERM policy all the time we're talking about risk discussions all the time and uh, sounds like obviously you know you're a proponent for this and from the chief financial officers uh, office um, not, not all agencies are you know performing ERM or have that function in the CFO's office um, do you think at some point in the future you all might this might move to a different part of the organization or you know how would you describe that? So uh, that's an excellent question. I, I, I mean I think it, it meshes well with the CFO um, because uh, we're also charged with the internal controls program oftentimes and certainly the internal controls over um, um, the financial systems and processes. You know I, I, I think for us we're a small agency. So my risk officer is also my internal controls manager, and internal controls, I believe, are a risk mitigation um, tool. And so the programs mesh well for us. We're also a very small agency, so um, trying to carve out a, a, a piece of the pie that just does this uh, on its own, I don't think is too appropriate for us. You know, for the larger agencies, maybe maybe the larger organizations that have um, certainly more um, inherent risk in their processes and, and, and programs, perhaps they should consider a separate risk office, uh, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I, I, would, I would caution folks to make sure don't bury it deep in the organization. No matter where you put it, let it work yeah. for you. Um, but no matter where you put it, it's got to be close to the top. Because when you're talking about enterprise risk management, you're really talking about the corporate risks. You're talking about the tie-in to the strategic plan. And you're you're really looking at agency-wide reputational and political risks to the agency and and potential funding. That's got to be very close to the top. And uh, that could be a pitfall to put the risk office deep inside and deep down in the organization where where it where it seems like it's a program mm-hmm. as opposed to a process and discussion. Right. Well, I just want to ask you one more question today. Um, again, this might help others that are just starting off on this journey, but you know, is there anything you wish you would have known before you started this thing up, or do you think folks should just jump right in there and see what, see what you can do? So uh, that, that's a good question. I, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to have something brilliant for you, but I, I, I don't really because – I, I think in many respects, um, you know, for us, again, that conversation was already taking place. And, and so when, it, when the new A123 came out, um, it, it, for, for us in, in the CFO office, it, we, we were aware of it and we, we knew it was coming. And in many respects, the agency on their own had, had managed to kind of get into that direction um, 
again, because they, they were beginning the, the discussions. So, I mean, I, I, I don't have anything that, that I could point to except that it would have probably been good to have staff in place um, ahead of time. We, we did rely on uh, some contract support, some consultants that came in and, and helped us. And we eventually did build uh, the staff and hire a dedicated risk officer. Uh, but if I could have uh, gone back, I, I may have tried to um, almost pre-grease that a little bit with the right staff in place um, and, then, and then started the journey. Uh, we kind of did it um, concurrently and, and, and all at once. But uh, that that'd probably be the change if I could go backwards in time. Sure. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today. This was some great insight, and um, good luck in the future with the program. We'd like to hear more about it as things progress. Thanks. Love to come back and tell you about it when we get a little bit more mature. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Accountability Talks with AGA. We hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to visit us at agacgfm.org. Learn more about AGA, the training AGA has to offer, the CGFM certification, and, of course, more upcoming podcasts.